you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Greetings and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, and the Admiral, Akbar Bajabia Mila. Everything you need off another big Sunday in fantasy. We'll have all your injury updates. Rob Gronkowski, Adrian Peterson, and more. What fantasy disappointments were there? Can you trust some of these guys as your fantasy playoffs continue? We'll tell you what we learned, have an early look at the waiver wire, and Adam Rank with a special award-winning edition of That Helps No One, which is includes a play anybody who ever owned Brian Westbrook or Maurice Jones drew in the past will seem all too familiar for all that and more coming up now I want to watch Die Hard <laughs> dum de dum uh, delightful which is not a Christmas it movie, absolutely by the way. is a Christmas movie. it is not a Christmas You're movie. Cr- okay Die Hard is a Christmas it's a movie, movie that occurred during Christmas it makes it a Christmas movie not a Christmas movie <laughs> We're going to dive into the fallout from week 14 in the NFL. Our first headlines involve two of the biggest stars in the game. Adrian Peterson sprained foot. He says it doesn't look like it's going to keep him out for the rest of the season, Fabs. But now this is the time when running backs get dinged up. And you have to always handcuff your top stars. Hopefully you already did that with Toby Gerhardt. If you didn't, Gerhardt could be the top pickup off the waiver wire heading into week 15. Now, you remember Gerhardt filled in for Peterson for a few games a couple years ago, and he was lights out. He was very admirable in what he did on the football field. This is a very good replacement. You can't replace Adrian Peterson, but Gerhardt is a nice second option. Ian Rappaport reporting Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski will miss the remainder of the season with a torn ACL and MCL. These are injuries that could significantly impact his playing time for 2014. Remember, Gronkowski not the quickest healer in the world. Fabs, Rob Gronkowski is out. So what does this mean for Tom Brady rest of the way? It's a shame. Gronkowski's such a good player and he just can't keep himself healthy. Of course, this was sort of a fluky play here with the knee, but... Tom Brady, without Rob Gronkowski, if we look at the first six games of the season, you see the numbers. He has averaged fewer than 14 fantasy points a game without Gronk, almost 18 and a half with him. Now, with that being said, he also didn't have Shane Breen at the beginning of the season. So, Gronkowski's loss is still going to be felt. It's still going to make an impact. But at least Brady has Vereen to go to now, so... I don't think he'll be as inconsistent as he was earlier this season. So you're still starting him going forward? If the matchup is right, I am definitely starting him. If it's a tough matchup, well, maybe not. All right, best wishes to Rob Gronkowski as he gets back on the field as soon as possible. Fantasy-wise, though, Fabs, people are going to want to know, if I don't have Rob Gronkowski, do I go out and get Dennis Pitta? You absolutely do. We talked about it on NFL Fantasy Live. To pick him up and stash him, well, guess what? Now is the time to unleash him. And Joe Flacco loves this guy. Flacco has completed 75 of his attempts to Pitta in the red zone over the last two years, only 44.6% to the other players on the Ravens roster, and that includes the postseason. Pick up Dennis Pitta. He is now going to be a top 10 fantasy tight end. I can't believe how well he played yesterday coming back in his first game of 2013. We'll have more on Sunday's injury report and all our fantasy reactions in a few minutes. But first, let's throw it over to Rankin Akbar for the Monday night tilt between Dallas and Chicago. Thank you, Jason. Monday night football takes us to the second city where the Chicago Bears will take on the Dallas Cowboys. 
What do we got in this game now? If you look over the last couple of weeks, the Dallas Cowboys have been very good at running the football, almost to the detriment of Tony Romo, but can you trust him tonight? Well, I th- you're going to have to trust Tony Romo. When you look at this matchup, this is a really good matchup for especially quarterback uh, owners of, excuse me, fantasy owners of Tony Romo. He's gonna he's coming out of a, a little slump right now. They've been running the ball well, like you said, and Tony Romo last three weeks been averaging under 200 yards per game, and that's been a little hurtful for fantasy owners. A little but bit. This is the game where you trust, and here's why, because this secondary for the Chicago Bears, they are weak, and I think the game plan here is going to be Target Des Bryant. When you look at the last couple of games here, he's targeted Bryant 25 times in the past two weeks. So he should be very dominant, which will help bolster up Tony Romo's number. He's a for sure quarterback number one. You play him. And it's important to note that Romo's been playing some of his best football, but it's this guy, DeMarco Murray, who's just been absolutely killing it. What do you see tonight? Well, this is going to be a big game for DeMarco Murray as well. He's going to put up very good numbers. And the reason why is the Chicago Bears defense is really just falling apart. This is no longer the old school Chicago Bears defense that you've been accustomed to, or even the Lovey Smith defense that you've been accustomed to. When you look at this defense, they are breaking down on the interior. They've been decimated by injuries. They've been decimated really by old age as well. So this is a prime game for DeMarco Murray to let loose. We were talking about tight ends a little bit earlier, and Jason Witten seems to be a guy who flies under the radar, but he seems to be one of the most consistent tight ends out there. What do you see again tonight? Well, he'll continue to be consistent because when you look at opposite Des Bryant, we had Terrence Williams pop up early in the season. Everybody was goo-goo gaga for Terrence <laughs> Williams. And now all of a sudden, he's kind of fallen off. He's gone up and down. But the most consistent person has been Jason Witten. And so because there is not that second guy, he is the number two wide receiver outside of Des Bryant. So Tony Roman will look for him to take advantage of the matchup, especially against that linebacker and safety core that has given up the most to tight ends in the league. Is Terrence Williams playing so well? Did that help Jason Witten out? Well, it, it, it took a lot of attention off of him. But now all of a sudden, teams are going to have to try to rally around and try to stop them. Of course, here are our projections. And again, those Tony Romo numbers, it's because they run the ball so well. And that Bears defense, as you said, is very banged up. So if you're looking at these two quarterbacks, Tony Romo looks like a good play. Some might say that Josh McCown is the better play. What say you? Well, you know, Josh McCown has been playing, I mean, just phenomenal. We have to give him credit the way he's carried since uh, Jay Cutler has been absent. But because their defense is so bad, they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. And that puts Josh McCown in a very good situation because he's got two wide receivers he can depend on. But when you look at the way they're going to have to stay in this game, it's not going to be just pounding the ground necessarily. They're going to have to go vertical because, remember, Dallas is going to exploit this defense both in the secondary group and in the intermediate routes well as well. So Josh McCown, a very good play that you can count on. Brandon Marshall, of course, is a receiver that you're going to play each and every week. But what about Alshon Jeffrey? Is he now jumped into that must-start category? He is. Alshon Jeffrey has arrived. He's here. He's not going anywhere. And the fact that he has Brandon Marshall opposite him makes it that much better because teams are now confused. How do you stop this? How do you stop these two vertical threat when you can get Alshon or or, um, or, Marshall. Or, or Marshall going over the top? That really helps his fantasy value. You look at Dallas Cowboys right now, the Cowboys are nearly 300 yards per game through the air. So all of a sudden now, he's a, he's a good option for you. Okay, let's say they put Brandon Carr on Marshall. They double-team Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Would that mean a lot of fantasy points for Martellus Bennett? Absolutely, because Martellus Bennett is going to go under the radar and sometimes teams they think a little bit too much defense are going to try to start 
putting the zone defense to try to stop the outside guys, have those safeties roll over the top to help out their cornerbacks. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the field, cover two defense, you're going to see that middle of the field open right up for Martellus Bennett. He's going to be primed in that situation to be successful. Okay, let's take a look now at what we have projected for the Chicago Bears. We both see, see, I have more points for Josh McCown, but it's close. Matt Forte, we both see a big game out of him. Same thing with Alshon Jeffrey. Brandon Marshall, good games all around, although I think who needs a big game from Brandon Marshall? Oh, boy, everybody needs a big game from Brandon Marshall. Don't you, don't you need a huge game? Because I'll give you however many points <laughs> no, you think that no, you it, need. No, it, it's Michael Fabiano who's gonna, who has Brandon Marshall okay, right then now. We'll, we'll, scoot, yeah. we'll, we'll say that Brandon Marshall gets 20 then. Okay, 20 points. That's cool. And remember, yeah. it's going to be very cool. But as you heard the Hall of Famer say just a moment ago, don't, forget, don't worry about the cold. These guys still go out and sling the rock. And remember – to check out NFL Fantasy Live again tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network as we recap the action from tonight's game with all our fantasy insight and advice. And with that, Jason, I'll throw it back to you. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Wright. They make a big deal that McLean is flying out for, the, for It doesn't matter. Christmas. It's like a Christmas story or a Christmas carol or Deck the Halls. Those are Christmas movies. All right, let's take a look at Sunday's notable injuries. Wes Welker, we're going to talk about him here for a couple seconds. A concussion suffered in the win over the Tennessee Titans. Going to be hard for him to get cleared, Fabs, to play on Thursday. Going to have to look someplace else. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You maybe pick up a guy like a Cordero Patterson who's been very hot, but Wes Welker, unfortunately, has suffered a couple of concussions over the last several weeks. And with that short week, you're going to have to go without him. That means more targets for Demarius Thomas, more targets for Eric Decker. Maybe even Jacob Tammy gets in the mix as well. Yeah, you've seen Peyton without Welker was really going to his tight ends more. Correct. As opposed to his wide receivers without Welker in the middle of the field. So you already know you're starting Julius Thomas. All right, the Lions set the Twitterverse ablaze on a snowy day in Philadelphia Sunday when running back Reggie Bush aggregated his calf injury in pregame warm-ups was a last-minute scratch from the lineup, proof that you have to keep up with the news all the way to kickoff as fans learn the hard way. We found out in the last 10 minutes of our show Sunday was, hey, Reggie Bush, it does look like he's going to play. Slammed his helmet down. It was a very big deal on Sunday. It was, and we were all on our cell phones, all going onto our <laughs> mobile apps, trying to figure out if Joyke Bell was actually available in any leagues and he wasn't available in most leagues, but this is why you have to pay attention right up to kick. Yeah, usually there's a couple of times a year where you get a freak injury, something happens right before kickoff, and a guy is ruled inactive, and right. you go, I didn't know that at all. It's Always happened with, like, I remember Marshawn Lynch, it happened with, with Willis McGahee a couple of years ago. It happens. Ahmad Bradshaw, it happened, and Brandon Jacobs had a right. big game. Right. It happens a couple times. Now, it's not all bad news for fantasy owners. The NFL set a single-day record with 90 touchdowns scored on Sunday, the most in one day in NFL history, breaking the previous record of 87. I think Geno Smith had half of them. I can't believe Geno Smith had such a good game, but that's neither here nor there. And again, further proof, weather, not that big of a factor. How many games did we have yesterday in snow and cold? What was it, five games at least? And we had a single-day record for touchdowns. Scotty Hansen was really busy yesterday on the Red Zone (laughs) channel. That poor guy, he probably didn't get a break for about eight hours. How much of a wreck was I in the first half? Because I had Nick Foles, who had negative fantasy points at halftime. What did I say? Anytime there's snow, you have to just stop fantasy matchups. Well, clearly that wasn't the case. I had Nick Foles in my league a record, too. He ended up being pretty good. He did, and thanks a lot, Brent Selleck. It could have been four points more. Now, sometimes in fantasy, a few minutes can be the difference between a win and a loss. It's like having a great zombie-free day when suddenly the fence that's keeping him out gets pulled down and you get overrun. <laughs> Such was the blitz of fantasy points we saw in one hour of time on Sunday. Flacco, end zone. Tannehill gets rid of it. Catch is made by Clay. 
Clay, how did he do it? Toby Gerhardt in field goal range. And a lot more. Toby Gerhardt. Touchdown Vikings. Cordero Patterson has it. And the rookie is loose. With one man to get past. And puts a move on. Look at Patterson go. End zone catch. Great play. Ready and roll Touchdown. Not enough. It's over. And the Patriots have done it again. The swerving moves of Jamal Charles. Rolling out, Peyton throws. Got an open man for the touchdown. Give to McCoy. Big hole. And the move. McCoy through the snow. Touchdown. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Some of your top scores from Sunday. Here are the top 10 overall. Sean McCoy leading the way with over 34 fantasy points. Andrew Luck right there. A stake through my heart after I sat him. For Ryan Fitzpatrick, Drew Brees had a huge game Sunday night. Marcus Colson, the recipient of plenty of those passes. Now, remember, when you're watching the games on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, tweet us at NFL Fantasy when you see a big performance. Use the hashtag Kaboom as we track the guys whose fantasy production exploded on the field. See, Kaboom Explosion. So let's start things off with LaShawn McCoy, who in the, in the snow on Sunday. Every time they gave him the ball in the second half, you thought, he's going all the way. Yeah, well, that's because, I mean, the way he took advantage of the defense. These, this defense seemed like they were a little paralyzed by the snow, but it was a monstrous performance for LaShawn McCoy, and the way he was able to hit that was just, you know, not letting the element get to you. And players train all the time, you know, when they come into adverse situations. You know there's going to be a situation like this. You have to train to prepare your brain for the element, and he clearly took advantage of that, just destroying this defense. Andy Reid could have found a way to shut him down on Sunday. 34 points! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rank, Andrew Luck, this is too painful for me to talk about this big day. I got you, I got you, but realize you're not alone. A lot of people, when you looked at the matchups, you know, it was one of those things where the numbers said, you know what, this was probably going to be a good sit for Andrew Luck, but he came out and had his great performance, and you know what, he's a number one draft pick and you know what he has that talent and it's not surprising that he can come out and have a huge game but can you trust him because he's been way too inconsistent over the entire season that you make decisions like that you make decisions to put in Ryan Fitzpatrick because again the numbers said that if you're going to follow the numbers like that sometimes you're going to get burned do you like him going forward I like the matchup against Houston but it depends because I got him and I got Tom Brady in a league and it's difficult I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wait, and you know how I love, Tom, you know how I love Tom Brady too. All right, let's move on the other side of the field. Andy Luck had a big day on Sunday, Fabs, and but he's like this. He can be great, and he can be awful. Andy Dalton is like the poor man's version of Alex Smith when it comes to trying to predict what they're going to do week to week. And Dalton had a huge game against the Indianapolis Colts, but he is so inconsistent, it is really hard to trust him on a week to week basis. You can play the matchups with this guy and cross your fingers. Andy Dalton has been all or nothing very, very much, uh, very much of the season. Jason Campbell, 30 fantasy points against the Patriots. The one thing the Browns do rank is they throw the football a lot. Certainly, and it's almost that the points that he's going to get with Josh Gordon is probably going to be better than a lot of quarterbacks for an entire day with all of their receivers. But again, you're talking about the fantasy playoffs right now. Do I feel comfortable going into a game and starting Jason Campbell over a guy like Andrew Luck or Andy Dalton? Well, you know what? Most of the time I'm going to go with a high 
the high uh, high end guys, the name brands is Akbar likes name to call brand. It. Am I am I a, am I a name brand guy? Uh, uh, yeah, you're you're definitely a name brand okay. guy. <laughs> See, that's what I do. Let's move on to the wide receivers now. And Marcus Colston had been invisible for much of the season, but a huge night on Sunday. Nine catches, 125 yards, and two touchdowns for Colston. Akbar, suddenly now he's back in the mix of being a wide receiver, too, for you. Yeah, yes, he is. And if you were one of those fantasy owners that were risky enough to play Marcus Colston, congratulations, because you got 24 points, big-time production out of Colston. And the way you look at the dynamic of this offense, of course, Jimmy Graham has been garnering a lot of the attention, and Colston just kind of fell to the backside, especially as Kenny Stills started to get a little bit of momentum. But remember the type of talent you're dealing with. Marcus Colston can go off at any given time, and now if you look, he's got the St. Louis uh, Cardinals, and he's got the Carolina Panthers. I think he's an excellent play. Chiefs defense back from the abyss, Fabs. We said, oh, you can't start the Chiefs defense anymore. Now you can start the Chiefs defense again. Well, we said you could start the Chiefs defense this week against Washington in what turned out to be a snow game, and they were just phenomenal special teams defense all over the place. You've got to like them this week against the Oakland Raiders. Hopefully you didn't drop them when they became very, very inconsistent and not productive because they've got some good matchups coming up. Take a look at our Sunday top performers, 11 through 20. Some plays we're going to get to later on in the show and tell you if you can trust guys like Marcel Reese or Derek Ro- Derek Rogers, Ryan Tannehill, Cordero Patterson going forward. This is a pretty big decision to be made as you go forward into your fantasy playoffs. Coming up next, all your fantasy disappointments. A full recap of all the players who had Fabiano and I breaking our computers over each other's heads yesterday is on the way. We'll tell you if you can still trust these offending guys in your fantasy playoffs. But first, here's some free agent love courtesy of Week 14. Goddamn Patterson is gone! Bell, end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! McLoin, throw, slam, caught by Strader, he's gone! Back to throw, fires, wide open, Clay, touchdown Miami! Thursday, an AFC West shootout as Peyton and the first place Broncos take on Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. Chargers, Broncos, Thursday night football, 8 p.m. Eastern live on NFL Network. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiadam rank. Disappointments? Regrets? There's been a few. But still too few to mention. Maybe we should mention a few of them. <laughs> okay. Like if Antonio <laughs> Brown didn't have a shoe on, he could have right. stayed in bounds and it would have been a touchdown. Or if could've Brent been. Selleck didn't want to slide <laughs> first in the snow. We would have had another touchdown. See, there's a lot of disappointments. Lot. Okay, fine. I stand corrected. <laughs> Let's Happy see. now? <laughs> Some of the big ones from Sunday. T.Y. Hilton, .7 fantasy points in the game where Andrew Luck went for over 304 touchdowns. <laughs> Alfred Morris, Fred Jackson, C.J. Spiller, Calvin Johnson in the snow. Russell Wilson, just over 10 fantasy points. Guys out there you were counting on. Let's talk about Calvin Johnson here for a second, Fabs, because is this easy to throw it out and say, well, it was the snow, Matthew Stafford had difficulty, and Calvin Johnson couldn't see? Yeah, Calvin Johnson was like a snowball. You know, I don't trust Calvin Johnson anymore. I wouldn't start him in any fantasy leagues going forward. (laughs) I know it's your playoffs. Of course you trust Calvin Johnson. He's the best wide receiver in fantasy football this side of Josh Gordon. The snow probably had a lot to do with the fact, I mean, I can't even see Calvin Johnson there, and how could he see the football Although Matthew Stafford struggled, Calvin Johnson struggled, the only Detroit Lion that really had a good game was Joyke Bell. It's Calvin Johnson, guys. How about Alfred Morris, Ryan? I know, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach for Freddie Morris. With everything that's going on in Washington, he's the one I feel the, the worst about because he's such a good guy. But you know what? You look at the matchup. Tough game against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, that kind of stuff happens, but he's got the Atlanta Falcons coming up this week now, going into this week's games. The Falcons have given up the second most points to fantasy running back, so I still like the matchup. I know there's a lot going on there in our nation's capital, but you know what? 
Freddie Morris is the one guy I can believe in. Yes, the big elixir, the Atlanta Falcons defense. <laughs> Mike Wallace is someone we told, told you about him all week. It's difficult to trust him, and Sunday showed you exactly why. In a game where it was a situation he's playing against his old team, he's motivated. I'm oh, a star yeah. player. Two catches, 19 yards, a season-low five targets. Mike Wallace is someone you just can't trust him the rest of the way. You can't trust him even when the matchup is very favorable. Ike Taylor had been burned by the last two wide receivers he faced. This week, not so much. Mike, how about the, T.Y. Hilton? We talked about him a couple times. The number said Ken Phelps, by the way. But anyways, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton is one of the bigger disappointments, and I think as the season has started to go on, it's clear that he's just not a number one receiver. The Colts still need that number one guy to draw the majority of attention. He's just one of those burner guys that will have some great games. You know, he came out and he torched the Seattle Seahawks earlier this season, and there's going to be some great matchups for him. But when he becomes the focal point of the passing game, He's just not a guy that you can count on fantasy-wise. As you saw, Andy Luck went so many different directions. T.Y. Hilton was not one of them. How can you trust T.Y. Hilton? How could you trust T.Y. Hilton? I can't. <laughs> How about Spiller and Fred Jackson against Tampa Bay fans? You want to talk about a player you can't trust, that's C.J. Spiller. And I know you benched him for Bobby Rainey. Kudos to you in Week 14. He is a matchup-based starter. He did not have a good matchup. Now, he did have this long touchdown run called back by a penalty, uh, much to the disagreeing of a lot of fantasy owners out there. But he has been bad more often than he's been good this year. He has a better matchup coming up against Jacksonville. I still don't see him as more than a flex. The same goes for Freddie Jackson. I like Jackson more than I like Spiller, at least during the course of this season. All right, so there's your fantasy disappointments. Now, coming up, which player saw the most targets and touches in Week 14? And more importantly, how did it help your fantasy squad? But first, we'll roll through an early look at the waiver wire and see if the joke's on you and these fantasy mean streeters. <laughs> see what I did there for the I second did. time in as many days, mean streeters? <laughs> it's NFL Fantasy Live. We say it every year. You need to handcuff your starting running backs in the fantasy playoffs. Toby Gerhardt, anyone? Wondering which backups are still available? Our top targets are just ahead. And say it with me now, that helps no one. All right, no one said it with me. On a great day of football, no one was safe from vultured fantasy points. Our roundup of Week 14's useless scores is just ahead. Plus, the all-important list of Week 15's best waiver wire targets. Which of this week's top performers belong on your roster and which don't? Michael Fabiano has the answers. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano. Going to take a look at our top performers, 1 through 10, from the week that was. And look, hey, snow was no big deal, fans. The snow did not impede most people's production unless your name was Matthew Stafford. And uh, if Matthew Stafford's not having a good game, there's a good chance Calvin Johnson is neither. Other than that, a lot of scoring in the white stuff. His first pass of the game, he tried to throw deep to Calvin Johnson, was 10 yards under throw. I think he fumbled like seven times in that game yesterday. There's LaShawn McCoy. Look at Jason Campbell up there, Fabs, number four. He's had a couple of good games over the last five or six weeks. From the good to the bad, the big disappointments, T.Y. Hilton, the Panthers' defense, just one fantasy point. Mike Wallace is tough to trust. C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson. But, Fabs, we told you, don't start those Bills running backs. It was a bad matchup. These guys are matchup-based starters at this point, especially C.J. Spiller, who you just can't trust when the matchup is not favorable. If you need help, these are guys Michael Fabiano says you can go out and get waiver wire-wise. Going to talk about a few of them over the next few minutes. The surprising name on here, Fabs, a big day from Ryan Tannehill, who had never even seen snow before. I didn't like the matchup either. In Pittsburgh against the Steelers, their pass defense has not been the best in the world, but it's also not one of the worst. I was very surprised, and Tannehill has started to play very well over his last three or four games, scoring double-digit fantasy points. He's got the Patriots this week, and the Patriots defense... He just gave up 30 fantasy points to Jason Campbell. 
So Tannehill, maybe a fantasy sleeper. All right, how about Joyke Bell? He's owned in about 50% or more of NFL.com leagues. Well, Reggie Bush looks like he could be okay for this week. It doesn't matter. When Bush plays, whether he doesn't, Joyke Bell is still a part of the offense. Look at Joyke Bell's numbers. Again, over the last three or four games, double-digit fantasy points, even with Reggie Bush in the game. And we stress this all the time, the importance of handcuffing your top running backs. If you didn't have Joyke Bell and Reggie Bush was one of your starters yesterday, well, there's a good chance you were in trouble. Rod Streeter's averaged 91 yards a game the last four games, had a big touchdown on Sunday against the Jets, Fabs. He's turned out to be the number one guy in Oakland. Hey, Matt McGloin has a guy. He's got a guy, and his guy is Rod Streeter. We talked about him yesterday on the show as a big-time sleeper against the New York Jets, and boy, did he produce great numbers. This kid needs to be owned in all leagues, especially PPR leagues. He's becoming a three, Jason, in a lot of these formats. All right, now, Cordero Patterson's pretty interesting because he's a guy that got drafted earlier this season, supposed to make a big impact for the Vikings. They've had trouble at quarterback. Now, it looks like they're kind of getting it together. And Patterson, the best part about him, if you squint, it looks like Randy Moss with long hair. Really, really talented kid. And this is a guy who's going to be a sleeper next year. I guarantee you that right now. The Vikings are out of the playoffs. They are trying to get their young players some work. And Cordero Patterson is one of their best young players on that offense. Maybe the best young player in that offense. A rookie out of Tennessee. A kid who's got major upside. And this is the time of the year when these young kids, when the, when the teams are out of postseason contention, they get more reps. They get more snaps. They get more targets. And that's been the case with Patterson over the last several weeks. Can you trust him in your lineup this week? It all depends on the matchup. It all depends on the matchups. But if you're in a deeper league, in a PPR league, as a three, I think he's got to be in the conversation. See, you squint. You can almost look like Randy Moss. All right, Ryan Tannehill, we talked about him here, Fed. Where would you have him as far as who you could play him over for this week? That's a very good question. I don't know that he's a top 12 fantasy quarterback. But remember, there are people out there who don't have Aaron Rodgers, who have really been dealing with Andrew Luck's inconsistencies. And this is a very good matchup against the, against the New England Patriots. Nine times out of ten, Jason, you know, you're sticking with your studs, especially in week 15 of the fantasy season. But if you don't have an elite quarterback or you don't have a quarterback that you can trust, Tannehill against the Patriots makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, his fantasy points have gone up the last four weeks, and this is that way the Dolphins run their offense out. They're going to throw the football a ton because they can't trust their running game, especially now Lamar Miller being banged up the way they are. Yep, and Tannehill, hey, he's got that rapport going Sometimes with Mike Wallace, yeah. but with Brian Hartline and Charles Clay. Who knew Charles Clay beating guys deep? Charles He's Clay, been everybody. very good. Now be sure to catch NFL Fantasy Live again throughout the week here on NFL Network. Wednesday, Fabs has his big starts and sits recommendations you need to know. But for now, let's throw it over to Rankin Akbar for more on Sunday's Big Newsmakers. Thank you very much, Jason. A lot of amazing performances this weekend, but also a lot of injuries. And I know, Akbar, it's hard to say it with your fantasy team. You, you took probably the biggest brunt of it. Oh, boy. I had Wes Welker out. I had Adrian Peterson go down, Reggie Bush. That was a hard one. I mean, to have that many injuries, it was hard to overcome. Yeah, as we look at Sunday's notable injuries, this is Akbar's team, basically. Everybody, <laughs> everybody got everybody, hurt. Everybody, Adrian Peterson, of course, with a foot injury. The guys that you've already mentioned, Tavon Austin also went down, Lamar Miller, Michael Floyd, John Stewart, Willis McGahee, Carlson, but the big one that hurts both fantasy and reality, Rob Gronkowski, and take a look right here. Wow. Tom Brady's numbers with and without Rob Gronkowski, as you can see, playing with Gronkowski, it just opens up the offense. How big is that? Well, this is huge for, you know, for the New England Patriots, but I, I do believe that 
when you look at Tom Brady, he'll continue to have success. You know, remember, the one thing this board doesn't show is that this was early for Rodgren, excuse me, for Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a lot of young guys. They're now later into the season, so you'll see him start to be a lot more mature in this offense. Shane Vereen, of course, is somebody who's just come on in recent weeks. But when fantasy owners start looking for a tight end. What do you think about Timothy Wright? You know, Timothy Wright, he, he doesn't have a really good matchup going up against the San Francisco 49ers coming up, but this is a guy that you might want to just kind of keep your eyebrow on just, just, in, just case in case there, there's another injury that goes out there, but when you look at the fact that, you know, he, he has gotten a little bit of chemistry going with Glennon, but this, this week coming up, not a very good matchup. Yeah, you see that touchdown, you see somebody who's getting in the end zone, you might want to rush out and grab him, but you're saying pump the brakes and we'll do that. Let's take a look now at performance 11 through 20. We throw, we showed you 1 through 10 already. Here's 11 through 20, led right there by Ryan Tannehill, who some might have thought he would be a fish out of water playing there in Pittsburgh in the snow, but you'd be wrong because, A, dolphins are actually mammals. They're yeah. not fish. <laughs> completely, I've actually completely different. with dolphins, too. Marcel Reese was able to step up, and we've seen this from him before. Is he a good fit going forward? Absolutely. He is a big-body running back that you can depend on. 161 scrimmage yards, 123 of those were actually rush yards. And when you think about the fact that, you know, he's a guy that you can depend on. He's a healthy guy. He hasn't been, you know, Think back to what he did last season. Last season, when he got an opportunity to go out there and play, he shined. And he's doing the same thing. He's picking, off where, from, picking up from where he left off last season. I say you trust Marcel Reese going forward in as far as a fantasy running back. And he's so athletic, too. People don't realize that. He can play so many different positions. Now, you dashed my hopes and dreams on Timmy Wright. Okay. What about Chuck Clay? Is this, this a good guy to pick up? This is a guy that I really love. When you look at Charles Clay and his numbers, his numbers, they don't lie. I mean, when you look at this last performance, Charles Clay, to me, is not – you look at his athleticism, a former fullback out of Tulsa comes in, makes that transition to tight end. You know, the same sort of the same position, but he's got hands. He can run those routes, and guys don't realize that Tannehill, he's constantly trying to find Charles Clay. Wherever he's on the field, he's looking for him. So that's the guy that you can sneakily play if you've lost Rob. Well, you've lost Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've already, already lost, lost him. him. Well, let's stick on this game right here because Ben Roethlisberger came out and had another fine day, but he doesn't seem to be a guy that we as fantasy enthusiasts talk enough about. But should he be somebody you consider for the playoffs? Yeah, he does doesn't get a lot of love. People hate on Ben Roethlisberger. They I do. don't know why. They, they always say, oh, he's a good quarterback in reality, but not in fantasy. Well, you may be troubled with your quarterback situation, and you're looking to have somebody to play. Ben Roethlisberger's that guy. 11 touchdowns in the last couple of weeks here, in the last four games. That's impressive. For And no interception there. We talk about Nick Foles earlier prior to his interception, no interception. Well, he's do, going out there doing the same thing. Big, Big Ben is playing good football right now. And he's holding on to the football. And it Perhaps let's say you've got Phillip Rivers. Now okay. he's going to be playing Thursday night. The game is expected to be really cold there in Denver. Now we've talked about being able to trust quarterbacks in the cold. What do you think about Phillip Rivers in that game? You know, I, I like Phillip Rivers. I think he can respond. And he's been an AFC West guy all this, his entire career. So he's been he's played in cold weather games. He can perform in Denver. I say you hold on to Phillip Rivers and you trust him moving forward. Probably more interesting though will be Keenan Allen. He's a guy who's he's a Cal guy, but. He's been playing so he's, well. He's never, I, can you? Yeah, yeah, and you know, I remember my first time playing in snow. It was in Denver. It was a little bit. It was a little bit shaky. So I think Keenan Allen will adjust, though. As long as he wears a Charger thermal hat <laughs> and not a Raiders one. All right, still to come, we have the most targeted receivers and running backs of the week. You won't believe which running back had 17 targets on Sunday. NFL Fantasy Live is back after this. There's a long ball. 
Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Every week on NFL.com, I write a column called Targets and Touches. It spotlights the pass catchers who amass the most targets every week and the running backs whose total touches that week merit attention. Hopefully, this helps you decide which players are worthy of starting or picking up in free agency and which ones are just a passing fancy. You can check it out at NFL.com slash targets. That's NFL.com slash targets. Shane Vereen's a guy. We've been telling you about him for the last couple weeks. The one guy you can trust in Fabs. 17 targets later, you can really trust wow. him. Wow. How good was he, especially in the second half? It's like the Patriots were asleep in the first half. They wake up in the second half right in time to save a lot of people's fantasy week, including my own. Shane Vereen has been fantastic. Right now, you got to look at him as a low-end RB1 in PPR leagues and a rising RB2 in standard leagues. And with a matchup coming up against the Miami Dolphins this week, Akbar, boy, he is a must-start. Yeah, I mean, he's the reason why you actually put a spanking on me in well, the expert league. No, no, I don't know about no, that. Adrian no, Peterson getting hurt. But, but, you know, just the fact that he's so versatile and they love him in this in this offense, I, I don't know that Ridley's, I mean, Ridley's ever going to be a factor. Can you trust but, anybody else? No, you can't no. because Shane Vereen is that good and that versatile. He is the new age running back in the NFL. I take a look at the top targeted players for Week 14. There's Shane Vereen running back second overall behind Andre Johnson. Garrett Graham on this list. Marcus Colston. Eric Decker had a big day. Marlon Brown, Jimmy Graham, Stevie Johnson, Dennis Pitta also had 11 targets apiece. Let's start with the guy who's just off this list, and that's Derek Rogers, fans. Suddenly, Andrew Luck may have found his new guy. Or you may be chasing fantasy points <laughs> with Derek Rogers. Tell the truth. And very solid game. Great numbers. No one benefited from them, and I don't trust Derek Rogers enough to pick him up or play him. To me, again, this is a case of chasing the fantasy points. What if he has another big game this week? Can you trust him as Andrew Luck's guy? Uh, no, no, because he's playing Kansas City in Week 16. I, I, I do not trust yeah, I him. That, that is chasing fantasy points. He could have back-to-back good games, but it doesn't mean he's worth you picking up. Let's move on to Roddy White, who is second nice week in a row, Akbar, and it looks like he's getting back to being the Roddy White we've known for most oh, of his career. Oh, oh no, no, no. Look, correction, my friend. He is back. He is back because you can tell the fact that Matt Ryan targeted him 10 times. That's the most in the t- uh, on the team. And when you see quarterbacks going to the cor- uh, their wide receivers like that, there's a huge trust factor there. He knows that Roddy White is going to be able to exploit those defenses, the defenses that he's matched up against. He's a big body wide receiver from here on out. Of course, you can play Roddy White. Yeah, I, I like him as a flex going forward a little bit. In PPR leagues, he's moved back to a two. Yeah, he's my two. All right, in the zero-sum economy we have where every week one tight end falls off the board entirely, a new one comes to take his place. How about Dennis Pitta? Dennis Pitta, to me, he looked back. This was a great welcome back game for Dennis Pitta. He got out there, got in the end zone. But, again, that's that big matchup body that it was very hard for them to stop Dennis Pitta when he was going in. When Joe Flacco sees him matched up against one of those linebackers or see him up in the safeties, just like right here, it's just wide open in the middle of the field. Dennis Pitta is going to continue to do that on his run. I told people to pick him up and stash him. I didn't trust him yesterday. Clearly, I was wrong. This is the guy to get if you lost Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, he's a top seven tight end last year, so it's not like he's suddenly out of nowhere. He's had the pedigree. He's yeah, very yeah. good. He's a somebody, not a nobody. He helped the Ravens win the Super Bowl last right. season. Let's not forget that. All right, and these are guys who hopefully can help you win your matchups this week and next in the fantasy playoffs. But right now, how about some players who helped absolutely nobody? Uh-oh. For that is Adam Rank's specialty. Thank you very much, Jason. That's right. Each week, we take a look back at those unheard-of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers, a segment we like to call That Helps No One, and let's go to the video in Jacksonville. And I hope Neil Young will remember, like, all the way back to Thursday. And look, in the red zone, it's Ace Sanders to Jordan Tubman. The Jacksonville Jaguars have found their quarterback. 
It's a Sanders. That's the best throw by a Jacksonville quarterback over the last three weeks. But guess what? Sorry, I was a little ahead on that one, but let's go to New Jersey. Chris, I no blow pals in the game. Don't give it to him. Wait, don't let Geno Smith run it either. That, the Raiders defense. The, that's a team I wanted to it's start. Marcus yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. It Easy, is not. Buddy. It's he, the yeah. Raiders defense. Yeah, the Raiders defense. Yeah, this is what happens when you trust the Raiders defense. <laughs> they burn you. Geno Smith scoring. When Geno Smith scores, that's no one. Let's go to Philadelphia. LaShawn McCoy having a monster day. Fantasy enthusiasts can't be that great. Wait, snow, no, actually, we can be. Let us know. Go, LaShawn. Go. Wait a minute. I've seen no Bryce Brown. No, no, not even Bryce Brown. Hold on, hold on. The guy that I told you about in the beginning of the season? It is? Yeah. You told us about Chris Paul. Yeah, from Washington. The Doing president. A, Chris <laughs> Paul. No, that's James Paul. Oh, right. Surpassed by uh, whatever. Guess what? Because that helps no one. I'm losing it. Let's stay in Philadelphia. You know what would have been cool? If Chris Polk would have just fallen on the field. That's what you should do in that situation. Is just fall on the field. Go, go. Oh, no, 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 Every football player has yeah. an inner child in him and wants to slide in the snow. And this is what well, the end zone. That's great. We'll go to Vale in the offseason, but this is the fantasy playoffs. And Bay. I almost can't go on here, but all right. Is that Jordan? No, I can't even. Uh, nope. Well, I'll tell you, I put so much faith into Matt Flynn. Could he have gone to Jordy Nelson right there? Could he have at least handed it off? See, that's zero. For zero fantasy points that everybody's getting. And Let's go to New England. Josh Gordon time. Maybe Cameron Jordan. Here we go. There it is. Josh Gordon. Well, at least Josh Gordon took somebody out. No, no, that's Cameron. This? No, it's not. It's Gary Barnage, by the way. And every Gary Barnage. Barnage is a cartoon character. Isn't he on this board already? No. Brian Brennan? No. He's the only one cheering because he's like, (laughs) I'm the only one happy about this right now. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Cleveland, this ends badly for you. And that's no one. Let's take a look here now. Jason Smith, I don't know if it would be too much to ask of you. Experts League next week, perhaps starting Geno Smith, yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Start Geno, start Santonio Holmes, See? start David Nelson. Is it oh, that hard? Start mind. Kellen Winslow. Are you okay? See? Empty, him, empty out your bench of Jets. <laughs> <Ace> <laughs> start him where? <laughs> I still say A. Sanders should be the quarterback there. All right, enough about that. Now remember... If you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use the hashtag. That helps no one when you see a fantasy score that Akbar. That helps no one. And now a drum roll, please, as it's time for your week 14. That helps no one award winner of the week. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's going to be you, Brent Selleck. How dare you? He's always cute. Don't do that again. Oh, by the way, I drew on those devil horns because I'm an eight-year-old. But any (laughs) enough about that. Do you guys learn something here today? Yeah, I, that, that was fun. I like what Brent, Brent said. Like, I endorse what you did. That was great. No, but well, you're on a fantasy show. Oh, what are you talking about? playing anymore. It's fantasy leave the stage. Well, of course, that's why I'm upset. Leave the stage. I started right. Nick Foles. That was better. Better. Oh, it's like Deshaun oh, Jackson drops me. potential touchdowns at the one-yard oh, line. Cool. NFL see? Fantasy yeah. Live keeps on rolling. The 1993 Houston Oilers were on the fast track to the Super Bowl, but turmoil and dissension in the ranks ultimately led to their demise. Houston 93 of football life. Watch out, Kilbride. Tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. 
Every week we all learn things in fantasy. Some lessons like life are more painful than others. For instance, never walk into the locker room while Akbar is trying to loosen up Rank's back. There are some things you just can't unsee like yesterday. What was that? What does that mean? It was, it was just very strange I, walking in seeing this that. Is I, I a, <laughs> this is odd. I had a back he had, injury. He had a spasm and I was helping him out. Yeah, what is that? Okay, it was, yeah. But it was odd to walk in and just now, see that. Now this now is you've getting made it awkward. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard for this show. We're going to stick to fantasy. So, Fabs, what did you learn? Well, I learned, you know what, that even when a quarterback or players are going into that cold weather with snowy conditions, you can't overreact. We had some very good performances, especially at the quarterback position, despite the fact that it was very snowy yesterday. Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Matt Castle, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, Matthew Stafford had a bad game, but he was one of the few. This is a situation here where people get too freaked out when it gets snowy, when it gets cold. The wind and the rain are more of an issue to me than snow is, and we've seen that in the past. I mean, Tom Brady had six touchdown passes in a driving snowstorm against the Tennessee Titans. So looking forward, we've got two more weeks in the fantasy postseason in most leagues. If it's snowing, if it's cold, don't overreact. Speaking of disappointments, there were some in the snows. We talked about Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, Mike Wallace, Alfred Morris, Fred Jackson, Victor Cruz again lives on the fantasy disappointments list. T.Y. Hilton, these guys, you have to make sure you really don't have any other better alternative if you're putting these guys in your lineup. Tom Brady, a big lesson was learned from Akbar Bajbiamila. What was that? You know what? Never count out Tom Brady, especially when he's down the way he was. When you look at that first half, he had one, after that first half, he had 1.8 points. What? You can never count him out. You turn around and he finishes up with 22 fantasy points. Same thing in reality. When Tom Brady is down, when his back is against the wall, he has the ability to manufacture plays and to be able to get the points out there. I just, I, I was so hard on Tom Brady in the beginning of the year. Come in now late. He is seasoned. He's ready. He's ready to be that quarterback. Yeah, but now no Rob up. Gronkowski. Without Rob Gronkowski, he can he can adjust to sudden changes. I say you still trust Tom Brady. Here's your top ten fantasy scorers from Sunday. Tom Brady, one of the best quarterbacks, but Andrew Luck was up there on this list. Of course, Peyton Manning. And there's Jason Campbell, over 30 fantasy points. Josh Gordon, 24. He's become the best wide receiver in fantasy. What I learned on Sunday was something we all learned about 10 minutes before early kickoff. Stay up to the minute on injuries. Watch our show Sunday morning. Check your lineups on NFL.com right before kickoff. That is Reggie Bush. You can't tell. Is Are you it? sure? But that's Reggie Bush, who came out for warm-ups yesterday and tweaked his calf. He slammed know? his helmet down. The trainers came out looked at him. We got the big bolden about 10 minutes before kickoff. And Reggie Bush didn't play. It was a big joint bell day. It was a big joint bell day. It was a joint, all right. <laughs> Reggie Bush is a guy who we've we've had injury issues with him in the past, so you've got to handcuff him with Mr. Bell. Other notable injuries, Wes Welker's concussion with the short week this week going to be tremendously difficult for him to come back and play. Lamar Miller also suffered a concussion. Daniel Thomas getting the bulk of the carry Sunday for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Rank, what you learned this week? Well, as you're talking about injuries, it's very important to note that you need to handcuff your running back. If you have, let's say, for instance, Adrian Peterson on your team, I don't like to have Toby Gerhardt on my squad because he went to Northville High School, and I don't care for people who went to that high school, <laughs> except for, you know, Mr. DiPaolo, who is the assistant principal there. But I had, I had to pick him up because I have Adrian Peterson in a number of leagues, and I had to have him there just in case a situation like this came up. Of course, I couldn't play Toby Gerhardt during the middle of the game, but going forward, if Adrian Peterson is unable to play, I'm going to have to start Toby this week. And while I won't like it, 
and I will wear my Corona Panthers T-shirt while watching the games. I will still savvy move. Savvy so move. Let, let me just step in here. This DePaul yeah. guy gets too much airtime on this. He show. does. Okay. <laughs> <Wait. Tomorrow? laughs> Here's Michael Fabiano's waiver wire targets. There's some plenty of guys to go out there and get. Look at Toby Gerhardt, 0.7% in fabs. We talked about this in, in the newsroom yesterday. You and I had a big argument about handcuffing your running backs, how important it was going into the playoffs. I've done it in just about every league where I don't have backfield depth. I've picked up Niall Davis because I have Jamal Charles. If you had Adrian Peterson, pick up Toby Gerhardt. You have to be smart because injuries happen at the most inopportune times. Just ask people who had Adrian Peterson. A recap of what we learned. Don't be scared of the weather. Never count out Tom Brady. Stay up to the minute on injuries. And don't forget, handcuff your running backs for all the latest injury news. NFL.com slash injury. So now tomorrow, we're going to make our lists. We're going to check it twice and leave some nice free agent running backs under your Christmas tree. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> nice, right? That's pretty, pretty nice there. That's awesome. Milk it's a fantasy playoffs. Oh, see, I like, I'd rather have that. Yeah, I'd rather have that. NFL you fantasy would. line. <laughs> We'll return Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network for all your fantasy needs. Maybe it's semifinal week for you. Maybe it's the first week of your playoffs. But now, money's on the table. Best of luck. Watch us all week. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.